0: This is Money Guide with Mary Stirk from Stirk Financial Services. Now, here's Mary Stirk.
1: Welcome to Money Guide with Mary Stirk, and today we're talking about what will your legacy be? Now, when we talk about legacies, legacies really come in all kinds of different formats. And obviously this is a show about money. And so we're gonna spend some time talking about your financial legacy. But there's a little more to the story when it comes to financial legacy than just money itself. So we're gonna dive in in this show today about a lot of different things connected to your legacy and why these might be very important to you. So first of all, let's talk a little bit about what a legacy actually is. Your legacy is really the impact you make on the world that lasts beyond your lifetime. So think about this in terms of an enduring legacy. Think about your life like a stone being thrown into a pond. When you throw a stone into a pond, there's a ripple effect and the ripples can continue outwards from that for quite a long ways and for quite some time and the legacy you leave behind is kind of like those ripples in the pond your life is that initial splash but what you leave behind are the ripples that come out and touch things in the world that are larger than your life and last beyond your life so Sometimes the legacy like I said is financial as a gift. Sometimes it's a lesson, and sometimes it's an opportunity to change the world for good. So, why is it important to think about your legacy? Well, I think it's a great opportunity to be thinking about something that's bigger than yourself, and also a time to step back and think about why is it that you work so hard to save all of the money or the wealth that you have accumulated and what about money actually matters to you that you want to pass down to the people in your life that you love so those are some of the things that you want to think about when you are considering your actual legacy now There's no one right way to think about legacy planning. There's no one right type of legacy to leave. But there are a few things that go into legacy planning that I wanna highlight that can help you as you're thinking about things on your own financial journey. So here's the first thing. A legacy can be about wealth. A legacy can be about knowledge and a legacy can also be about passing down sound financial habits. So let's kind of break some of those things down. You might be able to utilize wealth, to leave actual wealth to future generations. And it's kind of important to understand that there's a difference between money and wealth. Money is something that can be spent, can be utilized, can be income. You're gonna trade it off for something. But true wealth is something that tends to build upon itself. So kind of in the background, wealth can continue to be a machine of potential growth for you while you're taking money off of it to spend, to enjoy, and to trade for the things and the experiences that you want in life that money can buy for you. So when you think about legacy planning, Don't just limit your thoughts to the monies or the dollar amounts, things like that. Broaden your mind to think about it in true terms of wealth, where there may be a way for you to leave a financial legacy of wealth for those that you love and care about that can actually grow beyond your life, beyond their lives, and possibly even for generations to come. So when you're thinking about your wealth. There's different things that you can do to transfer money and value. We're gonna dive into that in the second half of our show today. But beyond wealth itself, beyond the actual physicality of the money or the accounts that you leave, another big piece of your legacy is your knowledge, what you've learned over your lifetime, what experiences have taught you that you find so valuable that you want to share with those you love and you don't want those lessons to be forgotten. Knowledge is power. It's what separates us from the rest of the world in many cases is understanding and knowing and being able to utilize knowledge to continue to move forward and better ourselves. So when you think about your life, when you think about your experiences, Whether it's the financial side of experience or non-financial, the knowledge that you've built can truly become one of the biggest pieces of legacy that you leave for people that follow you. I think that it is so much more important for you to document and share with those you love the things that you have found most meaningful. And yes, people love to inherit money, there's no doubt about that, But if they love you, if they care about you, they also want to inherit your wisdom. So when you think about what your legacy will be, you may want to think about ways that you can pass down your knowledge to your family and those you love in addition to the wealth itself. And finally, one of the greatest pieces of legacy that can be shared with future generations is how to have sound financial habits how to actually handle money i have heard it said so many times that wealth is squandered by the second generation and for sure by the third generation so why Why is that? Why does that keep happening? Why is it that somebody works really hard or gets lucky and builds a huge amount of wealth, and then the next couple of generations, they lose it. They don't have that ability to continue to carry it in their family. And that happens more time than not. Why? It's because people are not also building sound financial habits. So let's talk about that. When you're trying to leave a legacy of sound financial habits, The best thing that you can do is start sharing them with those that you love when they're at a very young age. Kids are like sponges. (laughs) They soak up everything. They are little ears wanting to hear what you have to say. And the lessons that you can teach young children about money oftentimes are lessons that stick. You know, one interesting thing I think that I've experienced in my 25 plus years as a financial planner is that i ask people frequently a question what was money like for you growing up because those lessons that we learn about money at a young age they imprint on our psyche they imprint on our financial behavior so anything you can do to influence the structure of financial habits that are built at a young age for those that are going to live beyond you is truly a beautiful gift that you're giving to them now When you think about yourself as a financial role model, one of the things I sometimes hear people say is, well, I'm I'm not the best role model. I've made plenty of mistakes. And you know what? Who hasn't? We all have probably made some mistakes financially that we wish we could have a do-over on. The main thing is, did you learn from them? And sometimes the telling of the story of here's the mistake I made and here's what happened because of that, here's what I learned from it, is a much better lesson than, here's all the things I did right, and here's exactly what you should do. Now, letting people make their own mistakes lets them learn lessons in a much, sometimes harsher, but valuable way, but them learning from your mistakes can also have a very large positive impact on them. So don't discount yourself as a role model just because you don't think you were the perfect person with financial habits. Think about what stories you can tell to young children, to teenagers, to your adult children about, gosh, here's what I did wrong and here's what I learned. Maybe you can garner some value from this too. When it comes to being a financial role model for strong financial habits, you kinda wanna break that down into a couple of different buckets. One of those would be your spending habits. Are you spending less than what you make? One of them might be your savings habits. Are you saving money? If you're gonna be leaving a significant financial legacy, chances are you're good at one or both of those things. So thinking about the basics is going to be helpful, but then getting more granular about what you have learned about wealth and what you've learned about financial stewardship is a very important thing to keep in mind. Now, there are some different things that can make and break great inheritances. And there are different ways that you can influence your financial legacy.
0: Congratulations to Mary Stirk for being named three years in a row to the 2020 Forbes list for best in state wealth advisors and top women wealth advisors.
1: to Money Guide with Mary Sturk And today we're talking about what will your legacy be? We've talked about the fact that when it comes to a legacy, it's likely to be more than financial, but it probably will have a financial component of some type. We talked about how it will be about wealth, but it can also be about knowledge and about leaving the legacy of sound financial habits. So Now let's go ahead and talk a little bit about what are some specific things that you might wanna wind into your planning that could be helpful when it comes to thinking about leaving your legacy. So first of all, when you think about leaving a legacy, I think one of the best things that you can do is think about passing down your values as well as the value of things. So how can you pass along values? Here's an example of something like that. If family togetherness is important to you, or family vacations have been a primary driver of good times in your family, consider the idea that a vacation home could make a great piece of somebody's inheritance. It might be something that can continue the legacy that you started of family togetherness and family vacations. So that's a way of connecting a piece of monetary value with something that is a personal value in a way that really helps align your money and your values within your legacy planning. When you are thinking about your values and thinking about those you love, another really cool way to think about setting up a financial legacy is by setting up investment vehicles that could perhaps make payments out to those you love at certain identified times in the year. So it could be something where you set up a trust or an investment vehicle that provides a distribution to those you love on their birthday each year. How awesome would it be if every year on your birthday you were getting a check from grandma, (laughs) even if grandma hasn't been there for years? You know, I heard a statistic not too long ago that 80 some odd percent of people cannot name all of their great-grandparents my name. And I think it was more than 95% of people could not name all of their great-great-grandparents. So let me ask you this, if you were the grandparent or the great-grandparent or the great-great-grandparent who was giving somebody a check on their birthday every year even though you passed away decades ago, I'm pretty sure they would remember your name. <laughs> so, there are ways to do that. There are ways to set things up in such a way to provide that financial legacy and stay connected in your family lineage. Okay. Another way to think about doing some legacy planning is to utilize life insurance strategies. Now there's many different types of life insurance out there. There's many different ways that you can set it up, but the thing that's true about life insurance is it pays out once you're gone. And so some people want to make sure that they're utilizing their money that they have to make sure they have a comfortable retirement. They don't want to try to set aside a lump sum of money for their family. For those people who still want to leave a financial legacy but feel like that, you might want to consider taking excess distributions or small distributions from your portfolio and purchasing life insurance, which will create that financial windfall for your family once you have passed away. Now, Life insurance is complex, you have to do your homework, you need to talk to an advisor about the best way to set that up, but there has been many times that we've helped people set up things like a million dollar life insurance policy to create a million dollar fund that becomes a trust fund once they're gone. So there's some unique ways to utilize life insurance that can actually create a pool of value without you having to give up utilizing the retirement dollars that you have saved. So that's something to think about. Another thing to consider is you might just not only be trying to influence giving to your family. It might be something where you want to leave an impact in your community through charitable giving. A lot of people listening to this show have beautiful charitable intent in their hearts and they're following that up with their pocketbooks. There are many ways to utilize giving to charity when it comes to leaving a legacy. It also could be done through insurance like we were just talking about. But charities might be able to be wound into your legacy planning in some unique ways by understanding the tax structure of different investments. So let me kind of give you an example of what I mean by that. Let's say that you had a large IRA. Let's say you had a million dollars in your IRA. And this IRA, if you're going to leave it to your children, is something that will be taxable to them. And with the new rules that are out there, for most kids that are inheriting that money, they're going to have to distribute that money within 10 years and pay taxes on it within that 10-year time frame. Let's say you also had a life insurance policy for a million dollars. Well, if set up correctly, most life insurance policies come tax-free to the beneficiaries. So sometimes what I see people doing is leaving the IRA to their kids and the life insurance to charity. And I'm suggesting you might wanna reevaluate something like that, and here's why. Charities that are legitimate 501c3 organizations can inherit money and not pay income tax on it. So why not think about leaving the IRA money that is taxable to the charity who can take the money without paying taxes and leave the life insurance to the kids which doesn't have any taxability to it. Then you avoid taxes on both pools of money and can leave a financial legacy to both family and to the charitable causes that you love. So. Bottom line with that is understanding tax structure and understanding the most effective way to set things up for people and charities that you care about really can help preserve the value of your estate and help move out the most money possible to the areas that you really want to see benefit from this value. Okay, another thing that you can do as part of your planning in terms of your legacy is thinking about the personal belongings that you have. Personal belongings are some of the things that cause the biggest fights and trauma inside finance or family dynamics when there's a loss in the family. People fight over mom's jewelry. People fight over dad's collections of things. People fight over grandma and grandpa's furniture. I mean, it's crazy that some of the smaller things like that create the most consternation between inheritees, siblings, and family members. So if you have things that are of value, the best gift that you can give to your family is being clear about who you want them to go to. Because if your wishes are known and written down, then it's clear how this should roll. There's no argument with your written directive. Like there can be an argument when there's an absence of one. So you're giving your family a beautiful gift. If you take the time to be specific about the things that are valuable possessions, and it might be valuable in terms of monetary value, it also might be valuable in terms of emotional value. So your jewelry might be something that has huge emotional value for your daughters. How do you want to split that up between them so they don't fight about it? I mean, we'd all like to think that our family's going to have the best of intentions and not fight about things. But the reality is, money does funny things to people. Taking possession of other people's things does funny things to people. And we're usually talking about this and trying to do this at a time where there's been a great loss. So we're not in the most beautiful of emotional places, which just makes it even a bigger issue of not being on our best behavior. So give your family the gift of spelling out what you think should happen with your stuff. Okay, another thing that I think can be a great part of legacy planning is to be very generous. So if you, are for, if you are someone who regularly contributes to charitable organizations and you're regularly being generous with that, teach your family how to be a giver. Not everybody understands it. Not everybody understands donating. Not everybody understands fundraising. There are ways that you can use donor-advised funds in order to put money aside and then involve your family in the giving process. Involve your children in the giving process, your grandchildren in the giving process. Teaching them how to be a donor is something that doesn't come naturally, but is a beautiful way to use your wealth and your charitable intent to marry it up with the values of giving that you have in order to create a beautiful financial impact for people in the future. All right, and finally, the last thing I wanna say is, if you are someone who can take the time to write down your stories, to document your family traditions, to take time through videos or writing it down or emails or letters to people, those family lineage stories help root us They help us understand where we came from and help give us courage to think about where we're going and that more than any dollars worth of wealth that you can give can be one of the most impactful and beautiful pieces of the legacy that you leave behind. I hope this has been valuable information for you as you think about the legacy you want to leave to your family. So reach out to our advisors at Stirk Financial and let us help you put some estate planning and some alignment around the values that you have and the money that you have to create the financial legacy that you want to leave. Thanks for listening to Money Guide with Mary Stirk.
0: The views expressed are not necessarily the opinion of your audio provider and should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities or services mentioned herein.